ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Lindsay Theory, Cordy Crone, and Pablo Torre, L. Duncan. Whether Justin Fields and the Bears figured something out, Courtney was there. She'll report directly. How the Niners offense and Cowboys defense decides Sunday and the biggest game of the weekend, Oklahoma, Texas. Red River rivalry, Red River rivalry. I'll wear an Irish wristwatch to the Red River rivalry. Bears routing Washington is a vindication for Justin Fields. That's where we start. Fields and this Bears offense airing it out. Four touchdowns. And with the four he had last week and the extra game he's now played, he now leads the league. Back-to-back 125 passer rating games as well. The Bears' first win in 15 games. Courtney, this is your account. I believe there has been somewhat of a spotlight on the quarterback position for this team. So, is it possible Justin Fields and the Bears have figured something out? Tony, it had been nearly a calendar year since the Bears went into someone else's trap and took over their trap in the form of a win. And for this team, with everything that had surrounded the Bears off-field-wise, from their defensive coordinator resigning, the Chase Claypool drama, and the questions about Justin Fields as a quarterback, to quiet all of that and get their first win in 14 games is remarkable. And what this says about Justin Fields is that this team is one step closer to finding out their offensive identity, pretty clear that that's get the ball to DJ Moore. 230 receiving yards, three touchdowns. He's accounted for 47% of this team's receiving yards through five games, already topped everything they did last year from a receiver perspective. This is the reason why he was such a key part of that trade package for the number one overall pick and why Ryan Poles put such an emphasis on getting Justin Fields a true number one threat. So as far as their offensive identity, I think that 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 has changed, and that's gearing towards a passing offense still surrounded by a really good run game and complimentary football that we didn't see in the first three games from these Bears teams. To get you really on the screws here, did they figure it out? I think Fields looks more comfortable. He's going through his progressions, and he's hitting guys on his first and second reads, and the protection's better. Obviously, as I said, they're running the ball really effectively, even though they were down to their fullback, Kari Blazing game as their lead running back due to right. injuries at the end. But there's so much here to like about this Bears offense. Now they just have to build on that going forward. El Duncan, what's hole. on your mind right here? I'm just watching Courtney Cronin, and she is perfection at broadcasting because she will not answer your question. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be perfection. She's, it doesn't work in this show. It's, it's, it's like it's lots of it's it's lots of like they are preparing to, they are primed to, they look as though they could potentially be. Um, I think I think 
here's probably what we saw or what we witnessed yesterday was, uh, A, Justin Fields showing and proving that last week was not anomalous. He becomes the first Bears quarterback ever to have back-to-back games with three first-half touchdowns, right? So there's that. And also, every good quarterback needs a binky, and he finally discovered his, and Courtney hit it on the head with the identity thing, right? So at least we've established that. But guys... Who did he do it against, right? The Broncos, who are in the running for the worst defense ever, and the Commanders, who are also one of the worst defenses. I'm not advocating that they need to do this against the Bills, but they play Minnesota next, who is just an average, average defense. If they can do this same thing against that defense, I will say okay. they've maybe figured it Lindsay, out. question to you. Did the Bears figure okay, something so- out? Did Fields figure it out? Well, let's not get too excited, as Elle mentioned, but let's just be excited for them in this moment. 347 days without a win. Did you see that locker room video? They absolutely erupted. It's only week five, but this team definitely deserved to celebrate in a very big way. Courtney already hit on it as the Bears expert, but you lose your defensive coordinator. There's controversy around your quarterback comments. Chase Claypool, there's that entire drama. He's now gone to Miami. So for this team to pull it together, albeit against kind of the lowly commanders. It's a big win for them. And also for DJ Moore, after the game, really pointed question to him about what this meant for the Bears, even though he wasn't here for all the losing last year. And he said, well, I didn't really win that much of the Panthers either. So for the entire culture of that team, one win could go a really long way. Pablo Torre, quarterback position. It's the most important position in the sport. The Bears have been on a roller coaster, and it's been more down than up for a long time now. Did they figure something out? Yeah, they figured out that, okay, in the month of October, Justin Fields is the best quarterback in the NFL. And, yes, there's a lot they have to prove still, Tony, but let's just keep this in Are mind. you being sarcastic? I'm, I'm trying to figure no, out if you're just – No, no, no. Being in the month of October, the Broncos, L's Broncos, flailed against Justin Fields on October 1st. This game, of course, we're in the month of October. This is the opportunity to say, look, September, that was when Bears fans were Googling highlights of Drake May. That was then. Right now, if this is anything like what we're going to get, this is our guy. Tony, he's not going to be this the rest of the way. I know that he's not going to be the best quarterback in the NFL for the rest of the way as he has been in October, to your point. But the idea that you got to go and get another quarterback, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm legitimately thinking to myself, we don't need to do that right now. Because this guy has, yes, eight touchdowns, one pick, 700 yards, in the month of October, pretty damn well, you've good. You've seen enough to know that there's something there they haven't been able to unlock. I'm not giving up. Fight, but there's not giving there. up. Not Courtney, close. I'll give you the last word on this. Look, he's 6-24 and 24 as a starter. This highlights how much of a week-to-week league we live in in the NFL, where two weeks ago it was Justin Fields needs to be traded to Atlanta, and now he might be the answer at the position, and this team might be able to contend for the NFC North down the line with him at quarterback. We'll see. The jury is obviously still out, but two really good performances back-to-back. And you know what we saw? A complete game from Justin Fields. No fourth-quarter blunders for him against the command. The, the way that we victory. saw against uh, Denver the week before. There's the team breaking a 14-game losing streak, and then there's the team losing to the team that had the 14-game losing streak and doing it at home days after nearly beating the best team in the conference. What is Washington? Ron Rivera's team had even owner Magic Johnson skating, and he said, I've never seen before. Eric Bieniemy's offense ran 55 straight pass plays at one point. 55 straight <laughs> passes. That's from 849 in the second quarter till the end of the game, Lindsay. What was that? 
You have to love when Magic Johnson fires up the old Twitter account. Look, he's new to this NFL thing, but when a Showtime Laker is talking about intensity and fire, his team better listen because he is an expert when it comes to that. Now, the 55 straight dropbacks is total absurdity for a quarterback who is struggling. He's been sacked a league high 29 times, and you're going to have him drop back 55 straight times to just get pummeled back there? You're Eric Bieniemy, who's out there wanting to make his case as a great offensive coordinator so he can get that head coaching job. It is absolutely absurd to have him do that and just have the opponents tee off on him like they have been. Well, Duncan, your takeaway from Washington's side. Yeah, I think that the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflew's hot potatoed the hot seat on over to Ron Rivera. I think that's what happened last night. Um, Because the bread and butter for the commander since Ron Rivera has been there has been the defense. He comes in, and they've got a top-five scoring defense. Right now, they're 31st. They're only better than the aforementioned worst defense we've ever seen in NFL history, that being the Denver Broncos. And on top of that, guys, he's just making bad decisions. Why are you kicking a field goal when you're down 16 heading into the fourth quarter? Why are you not going for two against the Eagles? Why are you taking this to overtime? And we're laughing about the Magic Johnson tweet. That's concerning, because guess what? Magic Johnson didn't hire Ron Rivera, and that new ownership group did not. He is very much on the hot seat of the commanders can't figure this thing out. Pablo Torre? Yeah, the most troubling statistic is that Magic Johnson used zero exclamation points. That is basically (laughs) an indictment. That is as close to an indictment as you'll get from that Twitter account as exists. And to Elle's point, 30 points or more given up in four straight games by the commander's defense, Tony. Like, Sam Howell is promising. Sam Howell is getting destroyed. Sam Howell is deeply predictable. But it's the defense. You're supposed to help the young guy out. And they have been exactly the opposite. I do think that Ron Rivera needs to be concerned about the fact that his bosses didn't hire him and his bosses are now thinking this guy might be the problem. And Courtney Cronin. If we're going to be talking about hot seats, we need to put Jack Del Rio, turn the heat up on his a little bit. In four games, this commander's defense has allowed 518 receiving yards and six touchdowns to receivers. That's atrocious. Last night, you saw DBs whiffing again and again on DJ Moore. Those 230 receiving yards, the most the franchise has allowed to a receiver since 1966. I know that Ron Rivera said there will be no changes to the coaching staff. It's not like he's going to go wrestle back play calling duties, but that might be something he wants to consider for his own job's sake going forward. But on the offensive side, again, have you ever seen 55 straight passing plays? Now, you could say they were down 27-3 at that point. Very understandable. 55 straight passes. And how many targets did Terry McLaurin get? Only five for the game? That's that's the disconnect. The Logan Thomas game. You don't necessarily want that so much. Um... For Chicago to get that win, for Justin Fields to do it, on the day the city mourned the loss of Dick Buckus was a higher power. And now we remember the life of the great Dick Buckus. A man and a myth. A name interchangeable with the city of Chicago. And the position of linebacker. And a character. But most of all, a name interchangeable with fear. Young fans, of which I include everyone on this panel, sit back and just look at the way this apex predator terminated everything on the field. Butkus instilled in his foes a raw, primal fear. And for some, the image of this swooping monster still terrifies. He was the meanest son of a 
I've ever seen in my life play professional football. He didn't like anybody with a different colored jersey. I mean, he really disliked you. Uh, he's the best who ever played the position. NFL films, of course, there. Amazing stuff. Those hits straining the legality of the sport at this point. But it wasn't just that. He was a pitchman. He was an actor. And by his admission and many others, a sweetheart off the field. Courtney, you cover these bears. You are Chicago born and raised on what Dick Buckus means. Tony, from Chicago Vocational High School to the Illinois Fighting Illini, Chicago Bears, to Saturday Night Live, the myth and idol that was Dick Butkus is something that I feel like is really hard to explain. He was the epitome of football, 245 pounds, a full force coming at you. He lived to hit people for a living, that 1971 Playboy article where he talked about dreaming about hitting a guy so hard that his head popped off and rolled away juxtapose that image with the image of a man sweet genuine disposition would give his time to a lot of different causes was always willing to do interviews that is why he is going to be missed so much in this nfl space but also in society as a whole i mean we saw him at the bears game week one alumni weekend against the green bay packers he really took that loss personally and watching what jerry west was to the is to the nba as the logo Dick Butkus very much in that same light with the NFL as the, as the model for this sport. Wonderfully said, Courtney. Thoughts and prayers to his family and all who loved him. The great Dick Butkus. We'll be back. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. Game of NFL Week 5, Cowboys at 49ers, San Fran's O, Dallas is D, and even on the other side, Dallas is up, and San Fran's defense are absolute units, Lindsay, so which absolute unit will need to show out to decide this game? This Cowboys defense is going to need to play at its absolute best because this 49ers offense is on fire. Kyle Shanahan in this group 
couldn't be better than what they're showing through a 4-0 start. Christian McCaffrey has been excellent. The Cowboys rank second in yards per game in the NFL. And here's the thing about when you're going up against a Kyle Shanahan offense. You want to stop that outside run? Great. He'll pound it up the middle. You want to test Brock Purdy? Go ahead. He has 211 consecutive passes without an interception. So this Cowboys defense better be on its P's and Q's and better show out with some great plays. Gordy Cronin. Christian McCaffrey's made his case through four games already for Offensive Player of the Year. Four touchdowns last week. Let's see him in the 49ers offense carry that over into this game against a team they're very likely to see again in the postseason. This this 49ers offense, top five in EPA, top five in EPA in rushing and in passing, number two overall offense. As Lindsey said, Brock Purdy, he's not the one turning the ball over right now. They got to continue that trend. But have they played a defense like Dallas's, Pablo Torre? Which unit? Are you focused? That is, uh, no, that's why Brock Purdy is the story here. We're going we're gonna to test his superpower. Brock Purdy, Tony, even the analytics nerds have to admit, he gets rid of the ball so quickly, he makes decisions so quickly, and so far the decisions he's been making have been the right ones. We talked about the interceptionless streak. In addition, he's just the perfect pilot for this offense. But yes, the defense he is facing now is the test. This is like a final exam coming in October. And the outcome of this is going to decide how we talk about Brock Purdy and how we talk about Dak Prescott in contrast, incidentally. Hmm. L. Duncan. Yeah, the Cowboys have more takeaways than anyone in the league, and they are tied with the Bills for the most interceptions. So I do think that Brock Purdy, maybe that perfect streak ends on Sunday. But you know who has to show out the most? The offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys, which is why the availability of Tyron Smith is so incredibly important to that Cowboys line because you know who's coming. That bad man, Nick Bosa, is coming. Uh, he's been out the last two games. Certainly they've been impacted. And also the O-line has to show out so Tony Pollard can finally get going as well. Lindsay Theory, this is just show number two for you, I believe. These picks that we make, we never revisit them. Never again. So just tell us who you got in the game never. and we won't even be rolling tape. All right, I'm going to pick the 49ers. You better not roll that Dolphins tape from a week Courtney ago. Courtney Cronin. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yes. Oh, okay, Courtney Cronin. I'm going to actually give you a definitive answer, so I'm not getting the chagrin of Al. I will say it's the 49ers. Pablo, who you got? I believe the Niners are primed to win this game. They're primed to win this game, but that's not an NL Duncan. How about you? I'll be the contrarian. Third time's a charm for Dak. I'll say the Cowboys finally win it. Baseball now. I'm looking for some high heat in the baseball series that get underway tomorrow. Atlanta Phillies again. <clears throat> Dodgers, Diamondbacks. These teams also know each other well. Orioles, Rangers, Astros, Twins. Courtney, which favorite is most vulnerable going into these matchups? I think it's the Orioles, and I know that we think about this Rangers team as like this newly constructed group, but they have playoff experience, and that matters. Whether it's Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and oh, if there's anybody I want in managing a shaky bullpen to find out where I can get 18 outs, that's Bruce Bochy. He's won three playoff series with three different franchises, only the fourth manager in Major League Baseball history. Pablo Torre. It has to be the Phillies, Tony. The Phillies did this to the Braves last year. The Phillies, by the way, have depth in their rotation. They have an excellent bullpen attacking lefties and righties. And their offense, Bryson Stotts' grand slam, even leaving that to the side, as incredible as it was, that offense is just a notch below the Braves. I believe the Phillies are the easy answer. So you like the Phillies to upset Atlanta, the best team in baseball this season. L. Duncan, I turn to you. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Astros because uh, in the month of September, the Twins were the best team in baseball, 18-9 and nine with a plus-74 run differential. You can ask 
last year's Phillies how being hot and the timing of being hot means. And on top of that, they were able to beat the Blue Jays by only scoring five runs, and that's because their pitching is the best in the entire league, and I think the best starter. Fine answer, L. I thought maybe you might be swayed to respond to young Torre here after he picked Philadelphia over your Atlanta baseball team. She's Reverse seen a psychology. Lot of I'm giving him coming. absolutely nothing. Okay, Lindsay Theory, what's the most uh, sure. likely matchup to see an upset this L, you're in a Philly sandwich right now. I'm going with the Phillies as well. They've been hot yeah. since the trade deadline. Their bullpen has really come alive. They're doing right now better than the Braves. And also, they've matched the Braves' total in home runs, 107, since August 1st. So they're catching fire at the right time. All Phillies. You had that right there for you. Uh, Pablo Torre, Lindsay Theory, thanks for your time today. But a Courtney Cronin, L. Duncan showdown next. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. A super team showdown in the WNBA Finals. What more could you dream of? Aces, Liberty, they've met five times this season. It's 3-2 New York. L, who or what is the big difference maker in the series? Yeah, Brianna Stewart. She is going to have to come alive in six games of the postseason. We've seen her shooting numbers plummet. Her overall mm. field goal percentage and from long distance have gone from 11 and 15 respective points down. So I want to see if she can show up, which she tends to do in the big moments, see if we can get our first five-game set in the WNBA Finals since 2019. Courtney? I'm trying to figure out who's going to have to help Asia Wilson and su provide some support. But in 33 career postseason games, 19.3 points, 9.3 boards, those numbers go up against Brianna Stewart team. Right. And since the MVP was announced and Stewart got it over Wilson, Wilson's numbers went up, Stewart's went down. Anyone know Brianna Stewart's record in finals or championship series in her career, both NBA, college, and high school? Undefeated. Never lost. Point. L. Duncan. Showdown two, Oklahoma, Texas, the game of the week in college. Courtney, who does the game mean more for and how will the Red River rivalry be decided? It means more for Texas because I think you'll actually allow me to say they are back if they knock off Oklahoma in this game and put everything behind them for the month of September. It won't just be another month of smoke and mirrors. It will be a statement for the Longhorns that they are a legitimate team in the CFP mix. Mm -hmm. L. Duncan? 
With all due respect to the teams joining the SEC, let's talk about the guys that are actually in it in the gold standard. I need Georgia to have an emphatic 60-minute win. They have not been good, and they're facing a Kentucky team that could potentially run it down. That's very true. Absolutely true. Not even close to the question I asked you. <laughs> Courtney Cronin, there you go. That's a win, CeCe. Braves will go to Philadelphia next Wednesday. You know who will not be in attendance? The 70-pound emotional support alligator named Wally Gator. He was turned away from Citizens Bank Park for obvious reasons last week uh, in the Marlins series. He'll be watching from home, rooting on his Phillies, hoping they can chop down Els Braves. Mm-hmm. Look at look at El Duncan. Philly face. would have an emotional support alligator. <laughs> I hope On it's a seventy-one and a half-hour break. We'll see you Monday. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, "What do you seek here?" To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> Epic saga of war, passion, and power. How'd it come? FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.